This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Geek Fuel, and you listeners can go to geekfuel.com slash laser time and get a free Star Wars item worth $20. Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pod culture podcast in honor of Force Awakens, even though that is not a Star Wars movie we have just seen. Uh, what Star Wars movie did we just see? Um, uh, Going Rouge? No, no, no. Spaceball? No, no, no. Ewoks? No, it wasn't Ewoks. It was um, the one with the Rogue one. That. Mm. Oh, the Sonic Adventure 2 with the Rogue. S. The, the Bat. Yes. Rogue Cross Knuckles. Uh, whatever. That's a terrible Bro, intro, but I, I found that I found One of that two clip. X-Men characters that uh, showed me I was heterosexual. Oh, the Rogue One. <laughs> yes. Nice. Uh, hi, the Rogue, one the Rogue One and the Psylocke. One. Welcome to Laser Time. Uh, we're this is we're going to talk a little bit first, spoiler-free, about non-what? I'm just adjusting your water. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, in a Star Wars glass. Uh, we're going to talk real quickly, No, uh, not about Rogue One, because we don't want to spoil that movie for people who have not seen it yet for whatever reason. You had all weekend. Come on. Uh, I, I, they, they did steal the planes. Uh, well, that's the cool thing about the movie, but we will not be discussing that movie in the first part of the show. So people who haven't seen it or waiting for whatever reason, uh, you can enjoy this first part of the show. Sure. The second part of the show, you will be warned, completely laden with spoil- Rogue One spoilers, so do not listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to talk really quick about Star Wars stopgaps, and I'll explain that in a second after we introduce ourselves. Hi, everybody. I'm Chris Antista. Who else do we have? Brett 2D2? Yeah. Henry Juan Canope. Sorry, I just loaded up the soundboard. Had a backwards Vader theme. Why? Here, that's uh, Dave C3PO. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who gets real, the Vader theme. We're real excited about this. Yeah. But Dave, you have DNR as your initials. You should have uh, been R2D2. Da- oh, I was going to say Dash Rendar. Um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, I, I wanted to bring up real quick Star Wars stopgaps because mm. it's not something you can complain about anymore because we know we have <clears throat> further episodes on the horizon. But we were forever, born, yeah. forever, seemingly. And like after. Uh, no spoilers. After Rogue One, I'm a lot more fine with that. It yeah. seems like the universe is rich with things that, even when they directly connect to things that have already happened, can be really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited to see them branch out. I, yeah. Now, after this, I really am. Uh, what is this? Is Episode Eight the next one, or mm-hmm. and is yep. that? It looks like they're going to be in December next year. And I like that little more than the Marvel schedule of like two to three movies a year. Yeah. It's if more, they get more than one a year, I feel like that's in danger of not being special anymore. Kind or of. whatever happens after Episode Nine because they bought themselves the time of the trilogy mm-hmm. like of the 789 trilogy but yeah. once that's over like so do you keep going forward with just a movie a year is it then another trilogy I would 10, love 11, it 12? if they took a break mm-hmm. like just take a break after 9 9 yeah nine. after 9 I wish uh, I wish they'll take like a 2 year break because I guess three it's year eight, break and then Han Solo and then nine. Yeah, I forget. I forget how it shakes out. But it when we talk about Star, I brought it up. I don't know if that's a great title, Star Wars Stopgaps. It it just seems to me mm-hmm. that George Lucas, Lucasfilm, and anybody who's not uh, Disney owning Star mm-hmm. Wars did everything within their power to never get to Episode Seven. 
Mm-hmm. There are a yeah. billion, a billion things we saw to not uh, to not get to episode seven because yeah. uh, I don't know. We, I'm sure we all have our theories. Uh, right? I mean, my theory yeah. is that George Lucas didn't want to give money to the original actors and didn't want to employ them again. And you really think his that? Best, I really, I think that they never. Well, I never. I, mean, heard, I mean, I've just never heard that theory. Mark Henry. Hamill had said like he had met with George, like mm-hmm. he didn't have. They didn't. He didn't seem to have an antagonistic <clears throat> relationship with him. Harrison Ford kept working with him, mm-hmm. but whatever reason, like. It, George never wanted mm. to go forward. I mean, I know, you know? how busy no, Peter I, Mayhew and yeah. Anthony Daniels yeah. were. They definitely wouldn't. Well, they want were to come happy aboard. with going backwards sure. and putting on a mask. Well, I mean, it seemed to me like Lucas was like, if you look at everything he did before Star Wars, it was yeah. like, yeah, this was a cool thing. I made a billion freaking dollars, but mm. like, I don't want to be tied down to this thing forever. And that's, and that's, that's so I want to go make other stuff. That's my and then theory. he didn't. <laughs> well, I, that's the thing he, he did. did. He, he didn't. He did. He did. Wings, and and I, that's what Jesus. I quickly want to go through. Not not just, but like, if you think about that period, George Lucas is on a real high note with Star Wars and Indiana Jones yeah. and everything he tries to produce outside of that series mm-hmm. kind of flops big time and I'm a, I'm someone who will excuse uh, I love Labyrinth mm-hmm. it did not do well mm-hmm. and Willow. He, yeah, Willow Willow did yeah. not I love Willow it did not do well Howard oh. the Duck Oof. I did not love that movie but I would <laughs> and love it did it. great right? I'll, I'll be happy to watch it anytime but mm-hmm. uh, did not do well Radio Land Murders did mm-hmm. not do well mm-hmm. and so like for the, I, I think we discovered this maybe on Cape Crisis um, what it was an issue about what happened to Boba Fett Mm-hmm. And this is—I I love where we are in the Star Wars chronology because mm-hmm. we were born well after the first film. And I was one when Jedi was out yeah. in theaters. Yeah, like, I, I have, didn't discover it till VHS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I have vague memories of being because I was three when Jedi came out, mm-hmm. and I have very vague preschool memories of the the, the Jedi wash. Yeah, the like toy—the the toy run was insane. Well, like I didn't have any toys mm-hmm. growing up of Star Wars stuff, but I remember like at my preschool—I've said this before—like mm-hmm. after preschool, I would go to a babysitter's house. And that was where I saw an NES for the first time in 80... It had to be 85. Mm-hmm. Eight, yeah, I mean, it had to be 85, which mm-hmm. is weird, given that they were very hard to come by in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, And then the next-door neighbor had a swing set that looked like a speeder bike. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know mm-hmm. what it was, and other than vague images of, like, oh, white soldiers mm-hmm. and ships and loud noises, mm-hmm. that's Star Wars or something. And then later realized what all this meant and all what all it was. It was but, I do think that it was a really interesting... Mm-hmm time to grow up in the shadow of Jedi because yeah. the, at that point the franchise ev- the world was well aware of the franchise and there was all this shit to meet mm-hmm. the expectations of Jedi so it was a cool time to grow well, up well what you said about Boba Fett revealed how so the, Lucas was like exactly and, and well about how Star Wars I love it I wrote about it for like I wrote about Star Wars for like a page when writing about Flight of the Navigator because <laughs> Flight of the Navigator <laughs> would have been possible because Star Wars in the mo- in terms of movie bosses Prove the world wronger than any th- anybody had ever been wrong. <laughs> Nobody wanted to make that movie. Nobody had any faith in that movie. It they blew didn't everybody care to own the water. It. Yeah, they- they, yeah, they didn't even care to fucking own the movie. Like we don't care about this shit. Hmm. Merchandise. Who gives a fuck? You'll Signs get to make away. one Luca. You'll get to make one Lucas, and you'll lose all your mm-hmm. money, and then you come crawl back to us to make yeah. Godfather Part there's, Three or something. There's like twelve <laughs> years of sci- like shitty but ambitious sci-fi that never would have happened had Star Wars not been a great success and, and great sci-fi as well. Mm-hmm. But I, but uh, since I didn't grow up with Empire. And I have friends who are a little older than me, mm-hmm. and did, and they were like, and you know, there's an obsession around Boba Fett that was yeah. that's always permeated. Well, there's Star a lineup Wars of all the cool-looking bounty hunters yeah. who are out to find Han Solo, and only one of them really ever speaks. And he looks cool, but having like such a close association yeah. with Jedi, I mean, yeah. you mean that guy who got job the fuck out up against the wall and then yeah. thrown in the Sarlacc pit? That's yeah. the the badass you but grew up revealing. Before that, he was the chase toy yeah. and the star of the holiday special. He was revealed beautifully. That's a beautiful sequence it's in the, the holiday only special. Good moment. And if uh, if you're still Christmas, watch um, uh, Cosmic Christmas 
It's a great sci-fi Christmas special made in the 70s mm. that George Lucas hired that guy to make that sequence. Ah. So I think the, the star of the holiday special is the Frizzies. The fr- fighting the Frizzies I mean. at 11. Uh, that's from the holiday special. Yeah. But uh, Boba Fett rang out to people in Empire as someone, dude, this guy looks badass. And the, yeah. the, like just last year, just last year, the year before, um, a man named Craig Miller, unofficial advisor and Lucasfilm's first ever fan relations officer, described uh, what wow. happened to Boba Fett. And I think that is very indicative of what happened to the Star Wars movement in general. Uh, originally, Boba Fett was set up in Empire as a character, and the third movie's plot was going to be more about Boba Fett rescuing Han and all of that. Boba was going to be the main villain. That was the setup. And, and that's why Han, uh, Han Solo was taking him away, and why there was a thing with him in the Christmas special. When George decided not to make the third trilogy, which he decided in between Empire and, I think, while making Before Jedi. Making, while making Jedi, he's like, I don't want to make three more. I, yeah, I don't want to be hooked into... The, it's been not just six years for him. It's been like... Ten to nine years. It does sound when you think of a guy mm-hmm. who just made three movies mm-hmm. and didn't even want to re- didn't direct the last two, but couldn't let go. Yeah, but he still is like, I can't do three more of these. Yeah. I'll die. And so he goes on to say, when George decided not to make the third trilogy, he completely jettisoned the storyline, which is why in the first ten minutes of Jedi, <laughs> Boba Fett gets bumped in, into and falls into the mouth of a giant monster. Uh, Miller added, so he took what was planned as the entire third trilogy. Boba Fett. That's why he was built up to be a badass <laughs> right. and going on second second trilogy. Sarlacc Second trilogy right. well, um, would have been seven, eight, nine, which was the confrontation, which was what, which was supposed to be the confrontation with Luke and Vader uh, in the battle with the Emperor. That all got squished down from three movies into one, mm. one single movie, and that would be Jedi, and that's basically became the plot of Jedi. That to me was fascinating and indicative of everything that really happened. George Lucas mm. is an ambitious. George Lucas is a genius. And you can be mad at him because he made three movies you didn't like, <laughs> and that's fine. But he's a genius. He's a great philanthropist. He's a pioneer. He's done a mm-hmm. ton of great things, and I think part of this was him walking away, wanting to walk away from the franchise. And I keep this is going to, we're going to rehash stuff from other podcasts, but when we, uh, I, I keep bringing up the documentary I saw called Plastic Galaxy, which is the story of the Star Wars action figures. Mm-hmm. In 1986, George Lucas said, "Yeah, no more." What did was the audience demanding there be no more Star Wars merchandise? Not really. It single-handedly made Kenner a company, a small Midwestern toy yeah, company. That's right. Is now now people license the logo. It's gone, yeah. and people license the logo just to slap it on Star Wars toys. It's making money beyond the grave yeah. because of how associated it is with because toys. without Star Wars it couldn't keep going. Yeah. And then from that point, like '86 to <laughs> strange enough, uh, appropriate for thirty twenty ten or other show. '97. Uh, it's, it's basically '95 mm-hmm. is. 95, 96, and 97 the become the most important yeah. years for Star Wars because there's a solid 10 years of 86 to 96 mm-hmm. where there's only, you know, there's some books. There's a lot of, you know, popular novels, The Heir, Heir to the Empire with mm-hmm. Admiral yeah. Thrawn and all that, and other multimedia yeah. things, some but then the first, like, real, if anything, of note that people, like, turned their heads up was 95, Dark Forces, and yes. a first-person shooter in the style of Doom that was you steal the Death Star plans as yeah. Kyle Katarn, and that was like this. For, they had made like Super Star Wars for the Super sure. Nintendo, but these were just we're retelling the original trilogy. But it's ninety five. They kind of had the, the Dark Forces. Sorry, go ahead. Well, it's ninety five Dark Forces, and mm-hmm. then ninety six is something I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. A big multimedia experiment on there. When we talk about and how, then ninety seven is a special. When we edition. talk about how great George Lucas is and how I, I think how great of an artist he is. Mm-hmm. Is I was I read uh, our buddy Rob Smith has a book called The History of Lucas Arts mm-hmm. and it's about the video game division and how he did not at all no no just license out the Star Wars thing. I don't want to make yeah. Star Wars mm-hmm. games have it anybody else and so the the Super Star Wars are made by like JVC or some yeah. shit like yeah. that and like not Dark Force then eventually they came around with like X Wing to 
having LucasArts make its own Star Wars game, which initially, with Force Unleashed, destroyed them. Um, yeah, they, a costly Star Wars game. They found out that they didn't like sharing the money with a publisher, but then they found out that making it yourself costs a whole <laughs> lot of money. Costs a whole lot more, yeah. and then if in like just that beautiful phenomenon when you own your own product and say like this isn't good enough, we can't release it, and you have nobody telling you this has to finish and ship and this date, and you're mm. done. They didn't have that with Force Unleashed. They kept or with thirteen thirteen with thirteen thirteen. But but more to the point, I love George Lucas because he's clearly he clearly seemed protective of expanding the story beyond Jedi. Mm. And if you think about it. How much shit came out that didn't bother telling the story beyond Jedi? Mm-hmm. That's what amazes me because he, he's like, I think he created the Ewoks solely to be like, I don't really care what happens in that universe. <laughs> we can keep making Star Wars stuff and having and keep making money off that. And no feel, rebels or Empire will ever go over there. They're just on their own. They're planet. they're on their own. And like uh, it's pointed out in that Plunkett review, the the Plunkett review, Plunkett, yeah. and like that that clip on the DVD of him proposing these ideas and just everybody all these yes men around him because mm-hmm. he's accidentally built this empire how are mm-hmm. how is he supposed to propose anything and anybody to say no yeah, his ex-wife uh, compared Lucasfilm back in the day to an inverted pyramid so upside down pyramid yeah. balanced on a P and the P was Star Wars <laughs> and it had to support this this whole company else. and yeah. I've been there and like and just in the marketing divisions all those people's jobs hinge on George Lucas allowing Star Wars to exist yeah. and I do think part of that is him not wanting to go further into the story you had to stay in this part because he wasn't I think he felt it was important enough not to address until he really wanted to. It's just this brain designed by man got me trouble again. Trouble again. Commercial alert. Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Thank you guys so much for listening. Wanted to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel premium delightful mystery box featuring six to eight items and an exclusive shirt. We always refer to Geek Fuel like a birthday present you give yourself or as a gift to a loved one every single month because Geek Fuel is all about brightening up your day once a month with cool goodies featuring your favorite stuff like Marvel, DC, Nintendo, Pop Figs, Zelda, Halo, Star Trek, Ghostbusters, Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, Futurama. The list goes on and on, ranging from pint glasses, cards, posters, shirts, comic books, and each box is guaranteed to contain $50 worth of stuff, and Geek Boxes start for as little as $14 plus shipping and handling. If that weren't enough, you can go to geekfuel.com slash lasertime and receive a bonus Star Wars item worth $20 absolutely free. If you're looking to put a pep in your geeky step, consider Geek Fuel, and if you want that free Star Wars item, head to geekfuel.com slash lasertime. like laser time shows then you might like bonus time laser time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time here's a taste of what you've been missing so uh this weekend i watched a bunch of christmas stuff and one thing that i'd never seen before and didn't expect to like at all was uh the nick cage movie family man really oh wow and i thought he's in a family christmas movie he's gonna be so like watered down that it's not gonna be fun at all 
But the first hour of that movie is still really good because there's a lot of Nick Cage still being Nick Cage. Like, I got a few clips of the movie just that show. This is where he, he's fi- f- first learning of, like, what's happened. That he's in this alternate timeline. Okay. You mean because you thought I was cocky? I'm now on a permanent acid trip! Great. <laughs> Just tell me what's happening to me in plain English with, without the mumbo jumbo. <laughs> this is a good Oh man, this is so cagey. You've heard the word mumbo jumbo before. Mumbo, like, the, the, the contortion. <laughs> mumbo jumbo. Like, that's that's what why we give him the Oscar. Yeah. Oh, but there's, we still have more. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. Laser Time, second segment. Some people, you could pick out a thing and be like, well, he snuck this by him. Mm-hmm. But the at least from like a thematic standpoint mm-hmm. of like, this is when the game is set, he... You can be certain he made the call, and I know that. the I know the books the books went beyond that. And we have a we whole show that. about <laughs> that with uh, the wonderful Cat Bailey of uh, U.S. Gamer. What's uh, Star Wars? The expanded universe. The expanded universe, which has now been closed down, but they went there. But just there were a thousand high pro, not a thousand, but a lot of high profile things when we were kids that are just like it's new Star Wars, but it's not but a Star it's, Wars. But not real. Which again is that that trilogy of books, yeah. that, that early Empire. Yeah, books which, and comics got to go forward. Yeah. Games did not. That it, was for a while. That was as that was as real as seven, eight, nine could be. Was those three yeah. books? Because it's mm-hmm. like, well, here were here's what happened to Luke, Leia, Han. Here's what happened to the Empire yeah. and the and the rebellion. And as we talk in that episode, it Luke basically, with two U's. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to play my intro clip. Sorry, I had to get I had to get <laughs> Bill Murray, the la- Nick the Lounge Singer, out of there. But, but the, oh, sorry, keep going. No, I was going to say, just as we explained in the previous episode, mm-hmm. it basically is fan fiction. Like it, it becomes fan fiction at a point where it's just like a little it, bit. You have you have the core characters you love, but increasingly they're surrounded by all these new characters new who then characters, have their own history. And, the, and the, the, I just, don't believe the comics and the the novels. I don't think they connect. They did at first. They explained that. They explained that they connected, like, in the first book, mm-hmm. they said, well, the stuff in Dark Empire did happen, but we're not really talking about it. Okay. So, in Dark Empire, Luke fights the Emperor's clones yeah. and briefly becomes his apprentice. But then the first book of Admiral Thrawn is just like, yeah, that kind of happened in the past, but we're not talking about that. We're moving yeah. forward with our story. So, But mostly they didn't. And also, most Star Wars comics... Mm-hmm. Didn't take, didn't go forward. Most were prequels or interquels. You, you brought it up to me that, like, well, I, I'm sure Lucas signed the comic agreements well before he knew this was going to be like a, you know, mm. North Californian empire that <laughs> thousands of people's jobs would be attached to. But the bunny character that's introduced in the comic, oh, become you mean the, the Marvel comics, the yes, Marvel yeah. comics, to be a prominent figure. No, he just signed a deal with Marvel Comics, and then. Well, and it, it's funny to I, I've read articles summarizing all of it. I could have bought the omnibus of it, but I didn't feel that wasteful of money. But um, so they did the first 
they did the first comic for like three years. They did they started the comic mm-hmm. right after the movie, mm-hmm. and they're making up all this stuff, and it gets really wacky. But then you can see at a certain point the people writing and drawing it saw Empire and they're like well shit this is what the actual future is so they have to step back all this stuff that they were making up there Oh, that's and, and so what would I just want to talk about and briefly because I really really just want to talk about Rogue One forever uh-huh. because it, this is sort of one of those things but not and like the comics now are are amazing the Marvel mm. comics the Star Wars comics but very disciplined very disciplined yeah. to be set in like a two year period or yeah. prequel time I, and yeah. I'm not caught up with them I don't like eventually you can't they cannot still be in between Star Wars and Empire they have I'm to touch Empire I'm wondering if Rogue One changes that or if mm. like post Rogue One but they also well they did that and then they did the Poe story uh, they mm-hmm. did the Poe comic and other stuff that's connected to Seven mm-hmm. but um yeah, I think they're still in between four and five right now. Yeah, but the premise of this episode was it is really gaps. Yeah, all the things that they did instead of moving forward. Yeah, in the weird ways, when Lucas was it, just yeah. as I, and I'm coming from people in our age range because when mm-hmm. I I didn't know when George Lucas releases uh, cartoons yes. that these aren't part of the main universe. I didn't, but they're considered distinct even internally. Watching droids and Ewoks felt. So I, and, I, and this is like 80s because when did they can't we just talked about in 30 2010 86. Yeah. 86 they both ended well, in 86 yep. yeah yeah they had like short two season Saturday morning mm-hmm. runs but I found these promos one I think they're great and another I'm well aware when this episode is going up so I wanted you guys to hear this next the fun's just begun when the Ewoks go on the run for great adventures <laughs> then it's galactic action at its very best <laughs> with droids where am I Ewoks and droids at their new times next You'll love it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, one, one, yeah, that's uh, that's clearly not Anthony Daniels, and he's a voice yeah. in the show. But you can hear Stuart Copeland of the Police's uh, Droids theme song. That Ewok theme song is it's so awful. Bizarrely, Tom Waits. Me, Medina. Because it's Christmas, let me burn this one off too. The wonderful excitement with the magic of the Ewoks. Then it's non-stop adventures with R2D2 and C3PO. We do not want to make snow droids. Today, tis the season to be jolly. With Ewoks and Droids. I, I don't. Rem- I, I don't remember this, but like, has the joy I would have felt in my soul of Jingle Bells and R two D two making a fucking snow angel. When I was four, I'd love that. Yeah, and I, I remember discovering, and I, I love discovering little pieces like this, the connection between Disney and, and Star Wars. Um, that on, I never saw this because we, you know, we weren't pop culture woke in '84. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but- pop culture was kind hmm. of. I mean, it's not like there wasn't pop culture before, sure. obviously, but. The pop culture that we're going to define every, today mm-hmm. really didn't start till like 77, sure, 1980 sure. anyway. Like, there's not a lot of things people throwing around today that started in the 50s or 60s. But it, it mostly comes from the 80s and When 90s I discovered via the Disney Channel in like 1990 that there is an, not one Ewok movie, <laughs> yes. but two. Yeah. yeah. And. You mean they made new Star Wars movies and didn't fucking tell me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I, I was livid. I remember seeing one in a daycare on VHS <laughs> and being like, "Wait, those are Ewoks." Yeah. Those are very clearly well, Ewoks. Like, is they this air, Star they aired Wars? On Disney? They, they, well, they aired originally on NBC, I think, in uh, 84 and 85, uh, Caravan of Courage yeah. and Battle for Endor. Mm-hmm. And I love that the Star Wars Empire is so big. I know I, I on another show you can find me complaining like, "Just make release it, it'll make a ton of money." And like yeah, it probably won't make a ton of money, and it might be yeah. better to keep these 
semi-terrible movies kind of under wraps. They're not um, good. They're not good. And here's a like, but if I, I just wanted to try and bring us back, it's 1984. Yeah. We're little kids. We maybe saw a promo for this movie. Maybe we didn't. I had three channels. I probably yeah, would have been watching ABC. I didn't see Star Wars till I was 13. And this is what you would have gotten. Tonight, a special presentation of the ABC Sunday Night Movie. From the creators of the Star Wars saga, a world premiere presentation. A bold adventure of courage and daring. Where heroes become legends, and the just can you imagine how much your mind would have been blown at being to hey. Remember that movie you loved? There's a new one. It's coming up, and we didn't promote it, and it's... It's wicked. And it's got be, stupid kids. And they love had, it. I love the, the trivia that they had to build eyelids for them for the first time because they had to show them sleeping because they added that in digitally because oh, they look creepy yeah. as shit. Yeah, uh, I, well, yeah. I never noticed they didn't blink yeah. until yeah. they did blink. And then they started blinking, and it's... Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm glad but, I never saw this kind of stuff because the the, the, the thing that you can do to make me mm-hmm. the most disinterested in a movie franchise is putting a kid in it. Yeah. When I'm older than that kid, like that's what got me out of Power Rangers. By the way, because George yeah. Lucas is like, I got Power plans Ranger. for everything. I got it all mapped out. You named your main character Mace. Mm. His name is the, <laughs> the kid's name is Mace. Uh, and, it, and remember, I was talking about your little kid. You see this new Star Wars movies. These were shown theatrically. Throughout mm. the rest of the world, but wow. so not in America. For them, they just thought this is the fourth and fifth Star Wars uh, movie, and they're coming wow. out every year. I mean, are they cr- chron- chronologically? Or uh, have, have they the Ewok movies said? are chronological, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know what time period they are exactly. How'd they get everyone to leave? <laughs> get out! Uh, but that, there's that, and then the one that was really big for us because I think we finally not we're, we're not only Star Wars fans, we had buying power. At least it was still Warwick Davis in there. Uh, I wanted to check <laughs> that. It is still they oh, hey. they mm. cast him. Uh, we had buying power into the 90s. And, Brett, I know we talked about this. Listen to 302010. Uh, there should be a picture of a Kyle Katurn? Dash Rendar. Dash Rendar, that one. Uh, that one up there. But uh, this was a huge, that was a huge launch. Yeah, 96. So, yeah, like but I said. But also, not a follow-up. It has to take place yeah, within the established so, Lucas universe because you can't go further until so it allows it. You can see, if you work backwards through time, you can see the wheels moving. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. They know at some point they're making a new trilogy. Yeah. And that first one is coming out in 99. That first trailer is going to premiere in 98. Mm -hmm. The special edition trilogy of the original movies is 97, January, February, March. Special edition VHSs? Well, there's there's the THX VHS, which is like we have the half face things, half Yoda. Oh, yeah. And Leonard Maltin interviews George Lucas, and George Lucas just kind of teases out, maybe I will make I come from a small town. And he says it in there to Leonard Maltin, but I I live in a small town. I don't remember the last time a a VHS of a movie from the 1970s was on billboards everywhere, like <laughs> towering over interstates in 1995. Well, yeah. It didn't seem like there was a good way to get them. Like it was just waiting for it to show up on TV. Sort usually. of, yeah. But if you go it. back again, though, 95 they launched the Power of the Force toy line, which mm-hmm. is the first time there are new Star Wars tours mm-hmm. toys mm-hmm. since Jedi in yeah, the 80s. The so it's been out. over. It's been damn near 10 years. And a lot of that stuff is they dug up the same spaceships mm-hmm. they had before. It's the same mm-hmm. Slave One. It's the same Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. But they People made new went wild for they made new molds and new toys and this is the first time me as a 14 year old I never had any Star Wars toys and so now I'm like well yeah I guess I'm gonna so they launched these VHSs mm-hmm. Power of the Force that leads into 96 where they're like hey we know Lucas film behind the scenes knows mm-hmm. we have special edition trilogy mm-hmm. we know we're making another one so yeah let's start doing more big Star Wars things that are quote unquote official yeah and that's where you get Shadows of the Empire which is we're gonna make a soundtrack. We're gonna make a book. We're gonna have a video game, mm-hmm. 
We're going to have poster art. We're going to have everything that, ima- that as if we had made a movie set between Empire and Jedi. Yeah. That's what everyone was doing. Yeah. Han, Luke, Vader, everyone's in this story. Mm-hmm. There's no movie. There's, <laughs> There's just no... Nope. It's as if every component is there except a except movie. Except the movie, which well, I, I think... I didn't that, tire the actors either, mm-hmm. like, because yeah. they're expensive. So that's how you get Dash Rendar, who's Man. the star of the game. that was an mm-hmm. N64, uh, mm-hmm. not launched, but... Uh, not launched, but uh, you pointed out that, like, the N64 launched with three characters on the cover of the box. And yeah, one but, of them was a Stormtrooper, because yeah. this is a big fucking deal. So, yeah. Well, so, so in case you don't know, between... Mm-hmm. Story-wise, between episodes four and episode five, there's three years. Between episodes five and six, there's only one year. And yeah. so Shaz the Empire fills in only that year. Yeah. And it's like, here's a bunch of new characters. Prince Shizor, who's like mm-hmm. this reptilian guy who's like a big gangster. And he wants to like basically get rid of Vader and, and become the new yeah. second hand. But it boils down to, it was just another, we're not going to show you what happens forward. Mm-hmm. Because I think they knew at that point... We're not worried about the future. We're worried mm. about the past because mm. that's what this next trilogy is going to huh. be. Nah, it's the an past. And then once Lucas gets this out of his system, mm-hmm. then we'll be done again for real. Well, and and then from 05 till Force Awakens, we're in another period. We're like, no, don't yeah, go I, forward. I feel like and, there was a hint of like when the prequel trilogy was about to come out. They're like, no, he also wanted to do 7, 8, and 9. Like, he wanted to do that Well, there have been stories trilogy. of his 7, yeah. 8, 9 plans yeah. for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Like, People knew it, but it but, also was a never kind of thing. Yeah. Sadly, we got to close this out because we didn't even touch upon like the projects that gestated for years and some coming to almost completion, mm-hmm. but still mm-hmm. didn't broach the territory of seven. Yeah, they just and, it was like Lucas personally wanted to do different things, and yeah. then the, the few Star Wars big deals that mm-hmm. did make it through were like, well, we're either prequels or we're somewhere in between where we also can't affect the main mm-hmm. movies too much. But I had I had a different but the fate of Luke a, and Leia. We don't. I had know. a different clip from Shadows of the Empire, but uh, the Laser Time Facebook community you can find it by searching Laser time community pointed out like this is how big a deal i think they wanted to make shadows of the empire here's a commercial for the toy line this isn't this isn't even the n64 game because at the time that was all i was they, yes they of. made a this is the second wave of the power of the force toy line i think second or third where they made shadows of the empire toy prepare yourself for star wars shadows of the empire but i want you to listen or directs the carbonite capture of han solo and his imprisonment aboard bounty hunter boba fett's battle ready slave one now, Luke Skywalker goes undercover with so. Henry, you feeling it? That's Mark Hamill. It is Mark Hamill narrating <laughs> the, the fucking trailer Marshall. for his own action figure yeah, in 1996. That's great. What? Under of Fortune, Dash Rendar as yeah, he rips through space in his battle transforming outright. Better believe but I had can that they shit. stop Slave One in time? It's the ultimate ships for the ultimate battle. Come on! to enter the shadow. Star Wars, Shadows of the Empire. Book was okay, game was fine, those toys were whatever. The whole thing is not is very missable, but it's it's just such an interesting thing that happened. Like this I had got a, swept up in this. Oh, I totally did. Uh, uh, like I read the read the book, beat the game, had every one of those freaking toys, but was like a year later, if you ask me, what happened? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> and that's what sort of sucks about it. When you're not making a movie, it feels unimportant. Like, a yeah. Star Wars needs to have a movie, I yeah. think. Yeah, but then, I mean, with the Clone Wars, with the Gendy Tartakovsky Clone Wars, that mm-hmm. was... It was more a situation of they were doing stuff in it that they only because they found out like Lucas had no plans for yeah. it. The funny story, the one of their biggest ones was like, okay, so obviously in the film you're going to have the scene where Anakin becomes a Jedi Knight officially, mm-hmm. right? 
No. Well, hmm. oh. Why is it not important to the story? <laughs> so they just got to put it in the movie because Lucas was like, no, we're definitely not doing that. And But they also, they cared more than Lucas about making characters look cool, yeah. about about building up a villain. All these things they didn't bother to do in the other film. Yeah, you can tell when fans were working on it. But, but yeah, so many, like Clone Wars, Rebels, so many things again, like interquels, prequels. So to get something like Force Awakens set after yeah. was big. But as we're about to go into our spoiler talk for Rogue One, this is the first actual real for real 100% interquel mm-hmm. chronic you know canon thing that's a film like yeah. we haven't had that yeah and I, and I really liked it and I cannot wait to talk about it again spoilers coming your way tune out if you have not seen Star Wars Rouge one yet uh, tell that story lovingly we got to set up thank you guys so much I don't know why I'm closing the show because we're just going into another segment uh, I'm just tired of dealing with computers <laughs> we'll be right back I hope you're well rested because if you're not, oh man, this is going to be the perfect sponsor for today. Casper Mattresses. Yes, Casper Mattresses, baby. Offering you one hell of a sleep experience for an outrageously reduced cost. And even better than that, if you go to caspertrial.com slash laser time, you can get $50 towards any mattress that you want right now. And when I say any mattress, I mean from twin to California king. And if you don't know what Casper Mattresses are... Uh, They are mattresses that combine high-density memory foam and premium latex to create a sleep surface that contours to your body and keeps you cool and balanced through the night. Casper's dug deep into the science of sleep, and they're trying to offer you a better mattress at a much better cost. And one of the ways Casper has cut out the cost is by not having stores throughout the entire country. Instead, they ship the mattress right to you. As a result, Casper mattresses are up to a quarter of the price that you'll find in most big box stores, and even better than that. And if you have any reservations of a mattress being shipped to your house, Casper knows that, and that's why they've provided you with a 100-night risk-free trial. You don't like the Casper mattress? Give them a call. They'll come pick it up for you, get rid of it, and give you a full refund. If you're in the market for a new mattress, please consider Casper. And even better, go to caspertrial.com slash laser time to get $50 towards any new mattress. Just returned, like literally just returned from our Rogue One screening. Mm-hmm. I am in love, by the way, with our 11:30 uh, screening process. Mm-hmm. Well, it really makes me happy. It's nice the, to be done. Just have the evening to ourselves. Exactly. As uh, long as I don't start drinking beer till after the previews, it's basically noon. <laughs> and you really so. did. Um, hey. was, uh, okay, I look stupid in that picture. Not going to look at myself in the stream. Yeah, we just saw Rogue One, and I think all of us emerged very positive, right? I think I was the most positive out of it. I think uh, I was shocked to hear from uh, our friend Charlie. He was not super. He didn't love it. Well, and again, I just maybe we'll. How about for the first ten minutes, we'll go light spoilery. We'll talk yeah, about okay. the movie broadly. Um, 
I, it's, it's a terrible way to put it, but it was a manlier Star Wars movie than I thought. Charlie's a man with two young daughters who's very excited to show them the Star Wars trilogy. And yeah, I can, this I can, one maybe not. And I can it's see why dark. Force Awakens would reinforce that entirely. It's a hard. I don't PG-13. think that's why he didn't like the movie. He, he said he said daughters. it's because it's not fun. Yeah, because, and I think that it, I was talking to Cherry about that too because they do want to show their uh, to the daughters, but like this movie to me was a manly movie. It felt like a war movie. I thought mm. I from there, the, yeah. the looks of it, it would be a heist film, mm. but it felt a lot more. Like in moments, saving Private Ryan. Other moments, Inglorious Bastards. People on a warlike mission behind enemy lines, Wearing, covert, where they are go- all going to get killed <laughs> against all odds. Yeah. trying to trying to stop this giant monster. At times, wearing like a uh, World War Two esque helmet. Totally. Like, but did, that's the did whole rebels po- ever wear helmets like that. Yeah, they look. There's a reason George Lucas made Red Wings later. He does love World War II mm. and the action of it. Like he, I mean, he stole from so many things. Connor, but World War II is one of them. Connor Wade says uh, it felt more like a heist film to me. Uh, well, what about the last hour? Yes, there was no heist hour. involved there. They're they're alerted to their presence, and it's just a war film. Oh, I would definitely say darker and, than Empire, Brandolph. Yeah, yeah, because. Points off for no cross as Chase Kennedy. I actually I don't feel like it's darker than Empire though, because you already know going in the stakes and you like mm-hmm. everything. Whereas Empire's like the, the the characters suffer such a blow. Yeah, like yeah. the whole movement is punched in the dick. Yeah, we, that's this what, movie's like they succeeded in the thing you knew they would succeed. That's in. what we were talking about. It so, was not a will they won't they situation yeah. when you walked in the movie. You knew these people mm-hmm. were going to succeed in their mission. It was sort of like, do you like these characters and are you rooting for them? And do you mm-hmm. think they'll make it out alive? Yeah, I kind of wasn't. I was. And, really and mo- I think it I was motivated by most for of these some characters. people it might have failed in that respect. Yeah. But like I just watched Glorious Bastards and that's what it reminded me of. By yeah, way. I agree. No crawl needed, uh, says Derek, because it's a flashback. You don't need an explanation of yeah. context because you have all the context you need from your memories. Yeah. Aaron Seinbach, I will talk about Aaron Seinbach said, loves the shades of gray. Me too. Mm-hmm. Get to that in a moment because I can get stay lightly away from spoilers by responding because does Alan Tudyk have two dicks? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got Alan, zero. He's a robot. He gets, he's got zero. Alan Tudyk, they call him that because he's got two. No, I'm not going to make the joke again, but he is. Did you realize he had become uh, Disney's Good luck charm there, uh, Cliff Clavin. He is the king. I It, it just happened so gradually. Did. I didn't even notice, but it really did because he was... I've loved Alan Tudyk for since the Strangers with Candy since episode. Strangers with Candy in '98 or '97, like 20-ish years. And he does. Did you notice he's flying the aircraft at one point and says oh, something about might, the wind? Fuck! And, you're uh, right. That's a wash line. Oh yeah, my it, god! It, it's Firefly. He, ju- Firefly. he just says the wind, and I got like I'm getting goosebumps mm. now just saying it oh. again. But he's become Disney's good luck charm. He was King Candy, and, <laughs> and I, could you even do you remember yes. King Candy? Yeah, King Candy. You could not recognize him in that role. He was the Duke of Wethelton. Yes, and. Duke Weaselton in Zootopia. In Zootopia, and he is the chicken in Moana. Wow. Who has no human being lines, no English lines. I mean, C-3PO doesn't strike me as the type, but, like, have there been droids that have directly flown plane like that? Not, like... Uh, hmm. C-3PO actually does fly flying at the end of uh, at the in episode 3, he mm-hmm. says, it's a good thing I took all these flying lessons because, because George Lucas realized Somebody has to fly them away from Mustafar, and it can't be only one. Okay, then. Uh, C-3PO got flying lessons. Um, John Y. would love to talk about that, buddy. Um, that's that's one of my standout issues with the film. I kind of wish they hadn't done that. Meet Gun Cannon D. You're on the same wavelengths with me. I don't know. What, what do you guys well, want to take the conversation? Well, let's, uh, let's all just give our light spoilery feelings on it, I think. Let me say, uh, say I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I... I like the story it told, and I like that it wasn't leading to another thing. It was a story for that one. It really was. When they called it a Star Wars story, I was like, yeah, you say that, but 
people are going to continue on to the next one or mm-hmm. you're going to leave the door open for a sequel like no hmm. it was a star wars story and it makes me more interested as a proof of concept of a non chaptered yeah. film right like when we that, sat down i said i said we might want to get used to this because it looks like right before we leave for christmas every year we'll all be seeing a <laughs> star wars movie together every single year yes. yeah this i hope this is good yeah. yeah and and in talking to brett before that just that like that the last movie this guy made was Godzilla, which <laughs> I I was okay with on first viewing and watched it again and like, dude, this he the movie Monsters impressed me. I was impressed that he was making Godzilla. Yeah. If he makes another movie like this within the Star Wars universe, <laughs> I will be upset because but it's he it's, didn't he didn't at all no. like he showed no. like real chops that I didn't even know he had. Yeah, I forgot Gareth Edwards was mm-hmm. the director mm-hmm. and like I wondered I wonder what the movie was six mm-hmm. months ago because they did do reshoots. Yeah, but but they like, do reshoots on every. movie. They do research on, shoots on every film. It does not. I mean, that sure didn't help Suicide Squad, but <laughs> uh, but I mean, Dave, Brett, what's Dave, your what's your what's your assessment? overall? Um, I was amazed that like this movie fit in in with one movie a, a period of time that I kind of didn't care about. Like, who cares? I got the plans. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> but that this movie packed in more enjoyment that I got out of the prequel trilogy, which had a lot of stuff I wanted to see, you know, come to fruition. Like how oh, Anakin yeah. became Darth, and how all these people who they talk about in the past are dead. Like. And then it doesn't end up happening, and and this movie mm. just delivered on like yeah, it was his own self-contained story. It's but a it, really it, yeah. solid action film, yeah. man. Elson, uh, I don't know. It's kind of with Charlie. I was kind of like middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I most of the movie didn't move me. I didn't dislike. I, I didn't dislike it, but I just like Willie Fresh saying in the chat here. Like I, I just felt like there was a lot of cliches, a lot of mm-hmm. things where like <clears throat> once the fan, once fans of things take over and start writing characters, mm-hmm. you can. I don't know. I got a little bit more like. <clears throat> I get that you want to connect the threads, and there are definitely threads to connect, but there's just so many winking nods at the camera where it's like, we didn't need this many, man. And, like, I don't know. There's just so many where I'm like, yes, I get it. I've seen Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell a story and not lean so hard. Like, here's a cameo from this. 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 Like, I get why they're there, but the odds that in a galaxy that's at war with itself (laughs) that these same, like, five things keep showing up is, like, I, and that's, I dare your ass to make a movie without cameos. And that's another thing Just I'm worried about. Just make a movie. They have to lean completely on established things established within the first. And then the almost movies. music over and over again. It's, n- the it's almost not music the, the imperial. You know, I, I thought like, I really liked it in the beginning, but as as it went uh, on, I really got annoyed with the new score. I yeah. was the opposite. Really? At the beginning, it's like, so you oh, have to be the guy s- scored lost. Well, yeah. It. Well, no. Well, what happened <laughs> at the beginning is like, oh, you are just playing like these common Star Wars themes, but changing mm-hmm. the notes, maybe like doing them in verse, so yeah. it's still uh, it kind of tries to evoke something, but then at the end. I'm just going to say, it goes full loss. That music yeah. at the end is like yeah. somebody yeah. dying on loss, and it's like, well, yeah. and, uh, maybe that's just I, like and uh, a... And I enjoyed yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the cameos of like Red Leader when he shows yeah, up. I'm like, no, oh, nice. Because and then he's gone. It's like, well, cool. Uh, and then fucking Tarkin is like... All right, I do keep, we want to... Well, I just want to point this out. I think Chris, Perpetual Christopher says I think they real, did a real good job in rolling right up to the start of New Hope. Technically, this is a bit of an mm-hmm. integral, a little I more did, than it's. I mean, it ends. Uh, no, 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 I guess not. Right yeah, when yeah, it yeah. ends, it's a right prequel. There's, there, there's your big. Well, you know, you'll you'll know. That. And somebody Darth, somebody said it on on Facebook. Right. Like, if you don't know what this 
if you haven't seen this movie by the end of the weekend, you're not a Star Wars yeah. fan. Well, let me say uh, a, a bigger blanket statement, sure. too. I think this is the best cast in a Star Wars series ever. Yeah, I think so, like, too. I, Felicity Jones mm-hmm. is so great. Can you believe Man, she was wasted I, in Amazing Spider-Man 2 as like wow. just a side character as Felicia Hardy that they wow. might make into Black Cat later? Diego Luna was awesome. We already talked about it on Two Dicks. But let me say, man, Donnie Yen. Yeah. I am disappointed by how many people I'm finding out who have never heard of Donnie Yen before. Mm-hmm. I am. I'm one of those people. I don't follow. It's quite a bubble you're in. Okay, so <laughs> post post Hong Kong be, uh, going back to the mainland, mm-hmm. I didn't follow Chinese film as much. Mm-hmm. But Donnie Yen has been a superstar of chi- the Chinese film industry for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Like he he starred in Iron Monkey is one of his best, but he starred oh, in a million okay. Hong Kong films. He's the not the Iron Monkey, but the visiting doctor yeah. who's also awesome at Kung Fu. It's been Fu. a while, but and he's the star of the Ip Man series, mm-hmm. which is the best Kung Fu series uh, of films in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So you should watch Ip Man at least one. I think it's on there. But so I, I Donnie was... Yen just fucking rules, but he's rarely an uh, American or. It, English productions, mm-hmm. and so even though he speaks <laughs> English you, pretty all right, mm-hmm. yeah. I think so. I no no Charlie Charlie keeps yelling about him repeating his force mantra yes. over and over again, and I think one of the most important things to distinguish this from one of the the numbered Star Wars films: mm-hmm. no love story, no Skywalkers, yes. and no Force. Especially at this point, it, 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 the Luke discovering what he can do, mm-hmm. and us discovering what Obi who Obi Wan mm-hmm. is, is what's really important. There cannot be this many like closeted Jedi's throughout the universe. He has to be a Force fanboy. They got. I liked they it. Have to all be dead. Yeah. Well, you can, can have. The there's Force Jedi. sensitive people. There are. And there's Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. There are. But well, it, it seemed like established that it wasn't Force when like he's sensing things. It was. It was damn right. Ben well, Affleck Daredevil mm-hmm. asked by close like sure. doing close ups well, of the, so- the dirt. Charut is a that's not a character. Mm-hmm. He was an overseer of the Kyber Crystals, which mm-hmm. if you watch the Clone Wars series, they mm-hmm. talk it up a big bunch that the Kyber Crystals are what you get to make your lightsaber. And going to okay. the cave where you get it is mm-hmm. a ritual. They don't just hand you one. And so you have to be a force sensitive guy Man. if you're in charge of the crystals. And I did like that they mm-hmm. made it clear the stuff that's mm-hmm. in the Death Star is what makes lightsabers, and that's how perverted the force has become mm-hmm. in this universe. I'm trying to keep up with the chat. They're all they're all on Vader, and I was still we had not gotten a Tarkin yet. Yeah, so Tarkin, like if it was a cameo, like I'd be totally down. Like, but he wasn't. That wasn't a cameo. Yeah. He was a character in yeah, the film. Yeah, dude, he so, was a huge character, <laughs> Look, guys. Which is a bit Grand much. Moff Tarkin mm-hmm. runs the Death Star. I know. I know. Correct, Tarkin. and that. Actually Actor died 400 years ago. Yes. I know, but there was so, other aspects of the Death Star we could have seen. And just I, I use this as a comparison because we just we did a Monday Night movie a year ago. I had a, I love seeing young Jeff Bridges in Tron Legacy. Yeah, which is, look up that trailer right now. Like you'll think you were blind four years ago. <laughs> like that that ever looked good, and that yeah, was yeah. four years ago. So, uh, he he looked yes. fine most yeah. of the time. Still uncanny. With, I, what without, I really want to do the first scene, it's like Peter I'm talking about Tarkin. I am dying. If, if anybody you have an anecdote like that, I wish my girlfriend was there who wouldn't uh, have recognized who he was and like, right. does he look weird to yeah. you? Uh, yeah. I really want to know what he looks yeah. like to yeah. people. He who looked don't know really Tarkin. weird, but there were times when it was fine. But mm. if it was like him facing away and you see his reflection or yeah. he has a hologram, That's what I they were like, going for. it's like they cool. That that would have been totally great. But like when he keeps showing up, it's like. I'm well, just like uh, it wasn't like eye rollingly bad. So, it was just more. Like, whereas Leia at the end, that looked terrible. Well, that's why they gave it to you yeah. very briefly. And terrible. Oh, that looked, looked terrible. I, that I, looked I, I so like bad. It, I mean, because you only see her for like two seconds. I it was thought, like it looked okay. And, and I th- and they have access to. 
Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher. So she's it's like, in the film. yeah. So like they obviously could probably do a better job with when her than dead guy. When she was still, it was fine. When she opened her mouth and said a word, I'm like, God well, damn it! Right. I, like, I thought that they looks put like more work into her than they did him. I think they wrote themselves know, into a corner because if they want you to watch this and then immediately watch four, then they don't want different actors for characters you've sure, seen sure, before. Sure. And so that's why and I, I get one why. Of my, one of my favorite rumors why. ever that came from Lucas is that he would go through with seven, eight, and nine taking place two years later with the cast, cast voicing CG characters. Uh, and like, I'm okay. I would have preferred you kept human beings out of the prequels to begin with. That's neither here nor there. I mean, there. there never won't be that a uncanny uh, valley. Just, and just scenes worth saying, the relationship between Tarkin and Krennic, as well as between Galen and Krennic, is expanded upon in the novel Catalyst and makes the first half of the movie so much better. Really? Which is, really. Is, which is I, cool well, to know. Well, but I don't want to read a book. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I, it's cool to know. I did too, John. John Watson, I thought Leia looked way better than Tarkin, but then again, yeah. we only saw her for a few seconds. But I was like soaking in those seconds because like mm. I was finding not not big flaws in Tarkin but it was distracting to have yeah. him like facing us for so long well but he has to him taking over it's a character point for, for Krennic as well that, just, that Tarkin takes over and I just watched sadly uh, Final Fantasy Kingsglaive uh. and just my one takeaway that I put on Twitter like don't make these CG movies with human beings yeah. like just don't yeah. just um, don't do that, it that Star Wars has kind of avoided it the only times I even remember it is like uh, the god awful prequel uh, saber fights where it's like these pe- these basic oh, they models become, they well, become like, like a Spider Man model yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. especially well uh, but Peter Cushing is was so great I love Graham Moff Tarkin so well, I, I love the character back, I did too. John John is saying Krennic I love that Krennic was pissed over losing control of the Death Star yeah. I liked his character a lot actually. and and he's a good character that segues into the aesthetic of a lot of this stuff mm-hmm. where he still looks like a 70s cruise ship runner. Like, Isn't that great? And he's got a white suit with a white cape and like everyone's... With all their like uh, candies Trident medallions. Yeah, yeah. Like, and um, and everything is an old fuzzy 4x3 standard mm-hmm. def TV. It's like it's still that <laughs> yeah. 70s yeah, retro if, future that I, I love. say that again, what I think is so important about the Star Wars universe... Everyone's got mustaches and shit. Like, <laughs> that, yes, that... that Darth Vader himself is a giant fucking disco samurai. And his fucking lenses were red. Yeah. Which I were did like that. only a New Hope thing. But like Star Wars universe works, and you've heard this a billion times because it's a lived-in universe, right. but from a story-based perspective, it, it is, it, it's is—it's from the, it's a 70s film, so it's based on the height of technology that they could right. imagine in the right. 70s. So you miss out on internet, iPhones, trans-global interac- like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. interactions, and I, I do love that about it because it makes it so if you need to talk to somebody or see something, you have to go there. And that will yeah, continue yeah. to make the series more interesting. Yeah. Um, and it, yes, that it retains that look, man. I thought it looked uh, amazing. And, uh, but all right, Vader, mm-hmm. we should talk about it. I, I actually, uh, like, I, I, I'm, yeah. this is a bad comparison, but watching all the promos for it and watching all the promos for Suicide Squad, it feels like what they did with the Joker. Like, I feel like I saw, like, three scenes in the trailers that Vader, oh, no, not, they, that were not in the movie. No, those, well, the trailer has multiple scenes. I've seen multiple articles, actually, on my uh, webpage, fandom.com. Mm-hmm. They, uh, co-worker it's a nice webpage, buddy. Get a, they did Kim, a post. You built that whole thing? They That's did crazy. a post. Uh, a, a writer, Chris Tilly, did a post mm-hmm. of, 10 moments from the trailers that aren't in it. And, and that happens. People are, yeah, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 is a lot. That's that's in something you see where, like, Fantastic mm-hmm. Four, which, uh, the oh, 2015 yeah. movie, which had so many changes. But they they made it real clear in the trailers. If you go to this movie, you're seeing Darth Vader. Yeah, and Gun Cannon D is pointing out, I really like the saber fight at the end, but it did almost seem like a rushed add-on so they could make it uh, really directly connect to the yeah. opening. When we were talking yesterday, we were talking about the Vader comic. Yeah. And that the movie's... Like establish a myth around Dark Vader that he's done all these things, but you literally never see it. You hardly ever. He see chokes that. his friends yeah. uh, and yeah. fires a laser into a planet. And the comics are so great because yeah. they show you what he can do, and 
him committing these acts. Yeah, of he makes some really bad puns. <laughs> Does he do that in the comics? Yeah, that line was garbage. It was real bad. Uh, Darth Vader is yeah. a very sarcastic yeah. guy, though. I stand yeah. by Suck that. Suck it. <laughs> but uh, I, I love that Vader got that scene at the end because. Oh yeah. Uh, the whole what, what kept coming up in my mind throughout this because I don't know. Mm. It's, Go anywhere. I don't know. The weird way I look, because I love the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I love the Star Destroyer. I'm always gravitate towards ships because of aircraft and all that. I, I, ships, troops, plans, mm-hmm. like uh, less about the characters and the stories. Uh, even with Resident Evil, I'm like, the viruses are the coolest no, part, guys. But with this, I was like, the and Cobra's always cooler than G.I. Joe. So mm-hmm. like the Empire, it's like, they're the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But two things here. One... The Empire constantly gets jobbed out to shit. The stormtroopers never look threatening. The the, the scary black stormtroopers mm. never look threatening. Nothing about the Empire. What about the uh, Tan M&M so- it seems like, that like, showed up? How did any of these people get in power? Because they're inept at everything, and every device they build is idiotic. Well, Here's a giant four-legged thing now, not, now on a beach, which is like, <laughs> this is the worst place you could ever put these things. On a beach? To rust? Is that what you're saying? To the sand and the salt and all that shit. Like, why would well, they be here? Well, on the, the most uneven... Well, Unsustainable <laughs> terrain. Well, anyway, as the moving force, on, as the force move of Endor taught us, they they are very choosy about where they put their shield generators. Just yeah, I, I thought that was a but, bit of a game changer. The, yeah, sorry, you can keep going. But what I liked about Vader getting that moment at the mm. end was like, here's something from the Empire, unapologetically kicking ass, inefficient, ineffi- <laughs> and efficiently, and without mercy. And yeah, the Death Star gets a couple shots off that are really impressive, but yeah. it's like this is almost despite yourself. Yeah. You got you lose every encounter. People with fucking rocks beat you regularly. Mm-hmm. Teddy bears will school your ass in six years. That's a yeah. but also Vader too often is mm-hmm. like here he is on Dumbo, here he is on a baby onesie. Mm-hmm. Like he's here supposed he doing, to, here he is doing the hammer dance live he, from Tomorrowland. Live from Tomorrowland. It's oh no, kids, watch out! It's oh oh, oh here comes Vader. Oh ho, 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 ho. And it's like that he needs to be a villain. He needs to stop being like just this character that was like, yay, Darth Vader. Can I get a picture with Darth Vader? I like, would have. I don't like, like as being a kid. The I still would have preferred things, but I would have preferred more Vader moments if you're going to have him there anyway. I'm glad he was used sparingly. I don't want a whole movie of Vader walking around doing uh, shit. But he, like, I did like that Earl Jones. James Earl Jones has the wherewithal to keep doing the voice. He, I he swear, he sounded not. Sounded fine I, to I me. Like, I this doesn't sound like Vader, but James Earl Jones is 40 yeah. years older. I it's, mean, he's. It's not his fault. I am shocked he's still alive. People are talking about how was Mustafar as well mm-hmm. and that was like I was shocked that it was Mustafar and it gave more character to Vader that he built his own Jedi e- or Seth temple mm-hmm. on Mustafar yeah. that he stayed there because that's where he became yeah, Vader truly. I thought that was cool. And also the revelation that when yeah. Vader's like napping, it's when he's in a fucking tube yeah. to, to try to fix his burned skin or at least make it feel. It immediately it made me think about like it's yeah, his whole life is probably on to, to make his demeanor yeah. worse. He's yeah, probably yeah. uncomfortable his entire life if yeah. that's how he has. He to He is sleep. a torso held up by yeah, robot yeah. arms, a and giant legs. open wound. Yeah, um, covered in burns. Uh, uh, I back want, to tank. Wanted to get to that. Back to tank, uh, that's right. Thank you. Willie Fresh yeah. made me laugh. Where'd you get your source on this? Infostarwars.com. Uh, uh, to p- fans of fake news out Wikipedia. there. Wikipedia. To fans of fake news out there. There was no scene involving a Donald Trump character hmm. being racist. Oh, yes. And yeah. now that's completely wrong. And I know you're going to stop talking about it, but hmm. that was a two-week-old ha- two-week running hashtag, Dump Star Wars. Yeah. Please learn how to delineate your news <laughs> into truthful sources. And uh, if you haven't learned enough about Darth Vader and Donald Trump after these 40 years, maybe the coincidences aren't coincidental. Like, it, it, well, it yeah. is something I noticed 
not so much in this film, but in the in the Vader comics, mm-hmm. they make sure that Vader Vader kills a lot more Emperor Empire officers than mm-hmm. he does anybody yeah, else. Yeah, in the movies. Well, I think he just has like open contempt. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. and that's what I loved about the the Vader comic. Against all odds, how much I like a Darth Vader comic book. Star Wars makes space Nazis look bad. But I love that like Vader like you get a sense from the first Star Wars that he's like the ultimate Empire goon. Mm-hmm. But then through Empire and Jedi, and then now the comics, mm-hmm. you get more of a sense of, like, he doesn't seem particularly beholden to the Empire at all. No. He has kind of an affinity for the Empire, for the Emperor himself. Yeah. But he even but hates Emperor because he tricked him into he it. He tricked yeah. him, but you can, you still get a sense that he's just like, yeah, I'm along for the ride here, but, like, I don't really give a shit about the military and this Death Star. Yeah, like, if why, it blows up, I That's why care. I think the Empire is inefficient. Yeah. Because it's powerful. Yeah. It doesn't have... A belief system or yeah. the, 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 the also, will of the people the behind empire them. The empire is the empire is losing the best minds it could get by mm-hmm. not wanting diversity. It's yeah. something they never actually have a meeting in Star Wars where an empire yeah. says we don't hire non-white <laughs> no people darkies. and no aliens either. But it is uh, whoa, all white humans. True. It's all white humans who work in the empire. And it was that way people. in '77. I'm people. sure that has a lot to do with a London set. But um, well, uh, they did have those uh, <laughs> those Asian aliens helping them at the. Of, no, uh, they work for the Trade Federation. <laughs> they don't work for him. Uh, oh, God. And Can't I, wait for the YouTube and comments. I do love that British people are the Empire mm. still. Like, yeah. and that, and, but Vader's always hate. Like, Vader yeah. hated the Death Star. Connor, in the first movie, he's yeah. just like... He's like, this, this bucket this, of bolts sucks. It's nothing like the Force. The Force is way more powerful than this, than this <laughs> machine. And Willie Fresh is pointing out, Vader's almost a nobody in New Hope. Officers yes. barely respect him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Connor Wade's asking no love for Mads Mikkelsen. He's uh, fine. Yeah, let's talk about He's Mads. fine, but he's like, I, I think that could have been anybody, to be honest. Yeah. He didn't have any of his trademark intentions. Or his trademark shit coming out of his eyes. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. That, that didn't that? happen either. I like him, but yeah, it was. Like, I love him. Was, I was. I, 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 love didn't, I didn't but know any, he was in the movie when he showed up. I was like, the, we just saw Doctor Strange in that both, same theater like four days ago. Both him and Forrest Whitaker, like that. Forrest Whitaker, who has go, gone like full uh, Fred Sanford I, for this role. I, I thought his design was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought, like, what he amounts to and what what happens that he's basically in two rooms in the entire movie yeah. is well, kind. Of, and I thought he Henry would be a bigger part to, of it to me that. But he's a Clone War character. It's a major moment in Star Wars fandom that a uh, extended universe, mm. or not even extended, but something from not a movie, yeah. then comes into the movie. I think that's yeah. nuts. I, yeah, and I think that's crazy. I didn't know that at all. I, I'm not familiar with Rebels. He's on Rebels. Rebels. Yeah, his his character Saul Goodman. Maybe but, catch uh, up with <laughs> He literally looked like a hoarder who just kept everything on his own body. <laughs> well, he's he's a lot more. If you've seen the pictures of the character from Rebels. A lot of shit has happened to this guy True. between Rebels and now. But Dave is right. He does look like the black exploitation <laughs> version of a uh, Jesus. What's his name for Mad Max? Never also, mind. I lost uh, the joke. He wasn't in any of the trailers, or I don't remember seeing him much. But he was. Riz Ahmed, aka Bodhi oh, yeah. Rook, the uh, the pilot, the mm-hmm. Imperial pilot. He was really good. Yeah, he, he was really a, a really confusing. Well, not a confusing character, but a much different character than we've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. Whereas he didn't entirely seem capable. You yeah. sort of felt bad for him being in. So far over his head, mm-hmm. and uh, even at the end, he's kind of like telling you guys to go do this. Yeah, like, he I, finds I need, himself, yeah, yeah. man. It's, and, it's the arc, the, a sequence of torture. And I saw people making fun of the film for this, or a, a film criticism of this. But they brought this movie brings the war to Star Wars, mm-hmm. and at times it, it made me uncomfortable in a way movies like this mm-hmm. should. But that this is a war. This was we, we've only seen the war of Star Wars fought. Inside mm. fucking boardrooms <laughs> yeah. at the highest level, uh-huh. or escaping, mm. and yeah. there's one battle on Endor. <laughs> yeah, well, the Battle of Endor is a war. I mean, the, 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 the hot, mission, hot, hot. dude. 
<laughs> You've already had like four caveats, and not to mention the end of the first movie is a giant war. Yeah, but the, Jedi the, is a three pronged war. I think I, 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 but I always assume the second that, movie is called Attack of the Clones. But when they call like, they call it wars, I always assume there's these battles occurring all over the, yeah. these different planets. Well, it's because up to this point it was never shot like a war film, and it, it was now. shot like a sci-fi movie. This but is the first like, one that's filmed like yeah. a war I, movie. I don't have a good example. I keep using Inglorious Bastards, or like. But for sure. lack of a better example, Henry used the Wild Bunch. Is that based on a true story? Uh, no, I mean it's 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 one of a million westerns that are about the death of the like, West. I can't come up with anything but Imitation but everybody's Game. Everybody's dead. But Imitation Game, these movies yes. where they show you this this tr behind the scenes story of this true small skirmish, this covert operation that did win the war, mm -hmm. and like that's why that's what makes me interested in this. Right. And when I see the stormtroopers' job, there's a scene. The one that reminds me, like, look like a fucking Normandy U-boat. The stormtroopers like run out of a bottleneck mm. and all get picked off. Well, and it's like we just had one humanized with yeah. with Flynn in the last film, and you start and like I, I'm feeling bad well, for stormtroopers. Well, you say they keep missing Brett, though. They hit a lot of people because they yeah kill they hit everybody. They hit a bunch like, of nobodies. But now you know they're they're flawed, untrained orphans, basically forced into this job. Yeah, but and, this is the empire that we're supposed to be fearful of, yes. and at no point in this movie do I get a sense that like this this business, that this empire has its hey, shit together on any level. There like, are many regimes I'm afraid of, uh, well, I'm fearful of, right, but, but this is I, a don't fictional, I don't consider them competent. This is a fictional one that's presented as an, an authoritative yeah. evil force, and it's like, you guys just seem like you're real lucky yeah, but I mean, <laughs> that I, you're if, in charge of shit, because yeah, going, nothing about your rule is practical in any way. Yes, mm. but going back to New Hope, they mm -hmm. couldn't hit four people in a hallway. They're like, they're yeah. all in the hallway. No, but that's why I mean, like, yeah. it, it, you can you can let this stuff go for so long, but then it's like, ah. they round the corner. How many times heroes round the corner just in yeah. this movie to a row of stormtroopers? Yes. They all shoot and none of the bolts hit anybody. And you're mm -hmm. like, can someone just get shot, mm -hmm. like, by one of these stray things? Like, a main character? Like, surprise me. Mm -hmm. Have someone get hit we at did all. See, we did see characters get shot. Like, yeah, but, like, so many... So many soldiers overwhelming them in almost 360 degrees mm -hmm. that don't hit them, yeah. and then when they do get hit, you're supposed to be like, "Oh no, they got." It. It's like you should have been dead. Like did they 700. say it was so many stormtroopers. I thought they threw out a line like 80. Like there were 80. That was inside the building, inside precisely the building. where they. But I mean, like even on the the first city they're in, where mm -hmm. they're running around before it gets blown up by the Death mm -hmm. Star. Like there's just. I, I mean, I know that's just part of the thing. You gotta like they can't. The stormtroopers can't be that effective because then how do you make your actual villains like Vader and mm -hmm. Tarkin? How do you make them seem threatening if your grunts are super threatening? Mm -hmm. But like these scripts just keep throwing heroes against walls of stormtroopers and they keep getting away. Mm -hmm. It's like if you keep throwing Starfleet at the Borg and the Borg keep getting punked, it's <laughs> like well the Borg probably aren't that. Uh, it's just like I understand you, what you're saying because I do see stormtroopers touch the ground and I feel they're they're like the shadow of the ship that can do damage. <laughs> they're, just, they're just foretelling the like yeah, the badass I mean, who will, I, I, who will did, walk out with a flowing cape. Yeah, it didn't like everybody. it didn't make me. I didn't like it didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie. It's just more like that's why when Vader goes nuts at the end, I'm like, good, yeah, please, yeah. someone from the Empire look at look effective because well, I'm having a real hard time believing actually, you guys are controlling anything. Maybe they shouldn't have assassinated all the Jedi's and converted a few. Well, huh? maybe it plays out great. Well, fitting in with what Brett's talking about, too, with the, the Imperial Walkers, mm -hmm. when they show up, at first it's like, oh, shit, Imperial mm -hmm. Walkers. They get taken out pretty quick for, yeah. like... I, I did feel walk. that At least there were X-Wings here, so I'm like, fine. Yeah, but how yeah. many X-Wings were on the Hoth battle? Mm -hmm. It didn't take them. Didn't take one out with one shot. <laughs> well, the X-Wings were escorting the freighters out. It was yeah, more the Snow Speeders. It was, snow it was an attack mission. It was escape mission. It was the Snow Speeders mm -hmm. that were actually engaging the... Yeah. Uh, it, really, it wasn't one hit to the neck of an... Because yeah. I love it when, when they... Uh, What's-his-name hit him with the <laughs> rocket launcher. It just went... 
I did like that. <laughs> I like the like anthropomorphizing of like it wouldn't do that, and then slowly, <laughs> you. Yeah. I did love. No. Uh, I've seen it come up in the chat a few mm-hmm. times. I did like that there was the canonical explanation for mm-hmm. why the Death Star has this silly thing. I really needed that to work, yes. and that I felt it was sufficient. And I, and I felt like it did. Mm-hmm. I think naming it these when she's like, "What do you think the project Stardust?" Like mm-hmm. as That's, soon as like wonder what the pro- of course it's the name they've mm-hmm. said five hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have. To, it's and me. They, I know. <laughs> I know. This was telegraphed from the beginning of the movie that she would name it this. Yeah. Like it was. It eh, was. It, but it's I, just one of those movies where it was like the little reasons, the little sure. details that you needed to figure yes, out. Yes. Not how did Darth Vader become Darth Vader. Yeah. I don't need to know that. But I, like I needed nine hours to yeah. tell me. Yes, I really nine did. hours. But why there was a port here, like. That it's some guy who's like, you forced me to build this thing I hated, yeah. and I'll put in this easily overlooked fault. Okay, explanation. Like That's I had cool. become the best liar in the yeah. fucking universe, and mm-hmm. I, I tore this thing down from within by making it the most efficient thing ever, the most expensive thing ever, it. with yeah. this yeah. one That's awesome exploitable flaw. And, and I and like, I, when you were you yeah. pointed out as a ship, I, there was one shot of it being built, and I love mm-hmm. they they re- quickly showed it as like a the circle a separate weapon from like mm-hmm. the craft. Sure. And like I just saw the interior, I'm like, yeah, that would have been two components, hmm. wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. as as set up in the in the book Dark Saber, the Death Star is really just a station around the tube that yeah. shoots the laser. You could just build the tube that shoots I'm, the laser, but I'd then love you seeing the tube anything. again. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah, all the old tech. But I also like that it was that guy was a uh, that. Man's mm-hmm. character was able to get in there because the guy was under pressure of yeah. like, I got to finish this and it's not getting finished. Mm-hmm. Nobody else knows how to make it. So come on. So that's also the explanation of why he would hire back a guy who hates no, the it's, empire. It's to good build set up the from the beginning. Weapon. Like I should, I, I can and should kill you right now. Just you yes. have to come build this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did like uh, Jesse Ainsworth saying, "Was the hammerhead ship from Kotor?" I guess I didn't realize that was uh, was it. But, I, uh, I, I'm not familiar with that ship. Yeah, that was fucking it awesome. Smashes into the star destroyer. Holy and just shit! Pushes it. It's it sliced great. it off like 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 fancy cheese. Yeah. Like it scraped the star destroyer. I, yeah, I still great. don't get every time in these. Uh, every time a Star Destroyer loses power, it immediately starts dipping down, and it's like <laughs> it would just go inert and that's, float that's, there. That's what I thought it was on Jeddah when it's like it's hovering. Like, dude, that must cost like five yeah. billion dollars a day and, for that thing to hover in what, orbit. And I hated thinking that as soon as I as soon as I saw the Star, I'm like that one that looks great. You would hear that from like nine cities away. Like that, that looks cool as shit, but like. How is it hovering there? That has to be a tremendous amount of energy. We've seen the bottom of it. Like, yeah. it's like, how is this working? And so in my mind, I was actually like, maybe it just taps into the magnetic field of the planet, and then mm. it can just like hang there motionless. I, I don't know. I But mm. it, for like about eight seconds, I was like, how much energy are they wasting just having this thing hover? Like, whatever it could do, mm-hmm. it could shoot from orbit. Yeah. It doesn't have well, to. Well, it did take off like, like a, the jets and spin. <laughs> and, like, and then I'm thinking about... But, like, the gravity of the planet pulling it in doesn't totally do it for me because, like, there's shit in orbit mm-hmm. around them. And, like, just because you're in orbit doesn't mean... They, I'm they, in the atmosphere. But, like, like they're, they're you can have a, you can have a decaying orbit. You can have a decaying orbit, but, like, the ships go, like... Oh, it's like I'm dipping down. It's, it's like that. Well, you I just kind of like they drift. Bought, I always assume they build them in space. <laughs> like, they never go well, yeah. into atmosphere. But, like, like, when the... I don't know. I, just, it, it's like I they, do, they do it in Jedi. Like the de- the super star destroyer crashes into the Death Star, and it's oh, like it's everything look. like goes. Uh oh. I want to talk K two S O in a second, Mike uh, and Christopher. I just 
I did want to know from people who know a little more about this than I do, the subject of... We were yelling about Star Trek Shields a while back. Um, and, well, I and, mean, if you've played any X-Wing games, you know that they, they do have shields. you got to hit them with ion cannons to I bring mean, down all the, the shields. Ga- all the games have shields, yeah. but like we've never, we haven't heard much about the shields in any other movie other than Jedi. Mm-hmm. And, like, and let alone seen one that you can crash a plane into. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I always thought of them like, I always thought of them like a film. Well, those little golf through. balls oh, at the top of the oh. of a, the little golf ball things at the top of a Star Destroyer. Those F-Cut are the shield center. generators. Mm-hmm. And you can either take those out or you'll hit them with enough ion cannons. That's why the B-Wing is pretty good because it has a dedicated yeah. ion blaster. Thanks so uh, too, Derek. It has some snarky lines, but I thought K2SO was good comedic relief. Like oh, just, yeah. The, yeah, just the right the amount. Part, yeah. Absolutely. I was a little disappointed. Like, granted, the, the entire construct of the movie that you're expecting everyone to die. Yeah. But that one scene when he's tapping into another Imperial droid to get the map yeah. or whatever, I'm like, ooh, he's he's baby grooting himself. Yeah. He's gonna the, that one will get out, and then the next there'll be some other movie he could pop up in. But yeah. Yeah. like, and it, it really helped that I think he was the first of the of the squad to die, and it kind of it kind of yeah think it was. He was. Yeah. And, and it tells you. Fun's over. Because like, the, the I was, comic relief just got shot I, to death. I'm, watch, yeah. I'm watching the movie just so we can do this, and I'm filing away the comment. Like, the actors I could have named from this all die after, like, two scenes. All the named actors I can recognize. Uh, and never mind. It is absolutely... Every, and once yeah. I saw it happen once, I'm like, everybody... Everything yeah. must go. Yeah. I do not want to hear... These people need... We, well, I don't want to see these characters again unless it's mm. in statue form there was on a, point, a stabilized planet. There was a point, too, where I was thinking about them that I was like, well... If they, if any of them survived this, they would be high-ranking officers in the Rebel fleet, and we would have seen them on Yavin Four. Or mm. like, it'd be hard to explain why they're not around. But then again, Mon Mothma's never hmm. seen in the in Which, four or we, five. Did we address uh, <laughs> Star Wars is trying to end the era of the gay robots? <laughs> Daniel Trees. Mike Krim just sent me. Fucking Mad Magazine clip from the Mad parody of Star Wars. Did you see that? No. Just C three PO go. Oh, R two D two. It's like this guy's a freak. <laughs> of all the planets, I get I get stuck on the one with the F word robots. Well, so the oh man. You know, you talk about. I've just never heard that criticism until like modern people, like modern conversation. The three That's what I was trying to get to. A bit indulgent. Randolph said he found it distracting, and I did too because it made me. It made me all of a sudden think, where the where the fuck are... What time is it? Where are well, they? because they have to be on the same ship as Leia, so yeah. where do they get there? But, oppositely, it was... To, so you could still say Anthony Daniels mm-hmm. has been in every Star Wars movie. I, well, I understand this, that, but it, I'd that. love the help of the chat, too. Well, Establishing okay. where the ships are. Bail Organa is going... <laughs> decides... <laughs> once okay. Your moment, the funniest part <laughs> of the movie was actually you, uh-huh. with fucking Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith's, like... Hank, later, guys. Got to get to Alderaan. Henry's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I would love if they could somehow fit in another movie between him leaving mm-hmm. and Alderaan getting blown up, just like Han and Fast and Furious. Like, well, I guess now I'll go back to Alderaan. Jason yeah. Statham, bounty hunter. So, so Bail Organa makes his decision that he's going to contact Obi Wan Kenobi to give them help with their new empire. He's like, or, okay, the rebel is the rebels are actually going to be at war with the Empire. Mm-hmm. I got to get that old general from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and so he leaves that room. He's like, I'm going to tell my daughter to do this. He gave her the message. Right after that, I believe, is when 3PO and R2 were there, so they could have boarded his cruiser right after that with Leia and all the and. But Captain he was never Antilles. on the ground, was he? What? Wait, they were on the ground. No, no, they were. He was on the ground too. His meeting with Mon Mothma was in the base on Yavin Four. He was chatting with her there. Like, they were all on the base in Yavin 4. Perpetual Christopher is a good point. It does make 
The movie leading directly up to New Hope, uh, it does make the we are on a diplomatic mission excuse stupid. Yeah. Because you just stole the plans five <laughs> minutes ago and Darth Vader saw you do it. You know what? <laughs> That's like, true. He just oh, watched no. it happen. Like, <laughs> I watched you leave. I killed everybody who was there. Like, what are you fucking Diplomacy is a broad for? term. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He's right not to believe Leia. Like, he knew exactly good. what was up with her. And yeah, the, the, and also, this was the death of the Senate, too. When when Jimmy, when Bail Organa and Mon Mothma and the other people were there, like, we shouldn't go to war. That's because the Senate still existed. Once Darth catches up with Leia, mm -hmm. and it's just like, and she says, the Senate won't like this. He's like, the Senate's done, baby. We just ended the Senate. It was because of this moment. Like, that was open warfare. Now, maybe there is a version of this movie that existed where they transmit the plans and then they don't immediately go to mm -hmm. the start of episode four. Mm -hmm. But I think they wanted to have like a very clear handoff. Just they didn't want to leave any gray zone. They're like everybody exploded, I was and then episode four. I was shocked once I saw that hallway had the escape pods ready. Like yeah. really, like right up to here. And and of yeah, course we I were watching shocked. an Alamo Draft House where you get your check in the start of the third act. Yes, mm -hmm. so you know it's always fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm used to. I've I've been there so much now. It doesn't bother me. No, I, there was a like for a second, mm. like with the Lucasfilm logo coming up. I'm like, if there's a crawl and there's a waiter in front of me, mm -hmm. when this when it com comes up, I'm gonna fuck a I'm crawl. Gonna, if, yeah. A crawl is an old film technique. If you need mm. it now, you're a goddamn hack. If you can't mm. explain what's happening in the opening of your film, well, with Star Wars, you just expect it. A no. crawl just makes me feel nostalgic. But yeah. I, I I like it for the main series. Again, I want to keep the Skywalkers and I want to keep love in the Force in the main series. And I, I would you love know Vader's. A Skywalker. I do know this. I do. But there was <laughs> no, Stop spoiling everything. Also, no kiss between. Uh, I thought they were Diego going for Luna with that guy who looks like a fucking French cartoon character. I love Diego Luna. So both of the both of like, the couples in the movie got to hold hands. But like uh, episode those seven, two, and then the uh, the heavy and the monk. Oh, but like I loved Johnny episode kiss. seven also for not having any romance. Like, well, I, I, like, I think no one hooks. Up I think in episode the movie. seven. It's like friends forever. I think anything with episode or number sort of needs to be about the Skywalkers yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah, remain yeah. sort of important. And yeah. I, I would love, but I would really love to see another one of these films disconnected from a majority of the characters. Well, and so this does leave me wondering: Han Solo spinoff mm -hmm. or Han Solo prequel? Is they the cast next it one. right? They cast Han Solo. They cast uh, he's a, he's a, the guy, one of the leads in Hail Caesar, which is a fantastic film, and he is Donald awesome. Glover is Don Lando, Glover which is, is Lando. fucking that's perfect. Great. Yeah, that's so and good. it's directed by the twenty one twenty two Jump Street mm -hmm. and Lego Movie Phil guys, Lord and, Lord and Miller. And so, though, mm -hmm. I'm kind of going to be disappointed if that movie ends with him saying like. Well, Chewie, let's go to that place, Moss Eisley. Sounded pretty cool. Hmm. Like, I really hope they don't have to do a direct <laughs> handoff to episode four. I got a Groupon for this bar. Let's go. And by the way, hmm. those two guys Pone from Baba and yeah, uh, that was that was my that was the most I was like come on the worst cameos I've seen in a long time were in a movie I liked called The Ghostbusters. Hmm. The Ghostbusters yes. have my least favorite distracting cameos, and that that was the closest they got to it. The, mm -hmm. Those two characters. Why are they here? Why do we need to yeah. see them? What for for so long? Ooh, I'm seeing uh, uh, Aziz, our old buddy Aziz, either. bringing up that uh, the Han Solo film has the same cinematographers as the Arrival. Is that a good thing, Elson? Yeah, is that a pretty movie. The movie looks fantastic. Yeah, Charlie Sheen did really good in that movie. <laughs> no, I kid. <laughs> Why would they call it the Arrival? <laughs> it yeah. had two There's straight only to so many words. There's yeah. only so many words you can name stuff. 
Uh, that city was destroyed like an hour later, says Willie First, with those yeah, two characters like, on we, it. Uh, hey, wait, wait a minute. I don't like it here either. Well, we let's should get go out to of town a, right now. Let's go to a different shitty bar. Let's fly to Tatooine right yeah. now. Well, like, we got to be there in two days. <laughs> Did Do they, they get in a fight in a bar? And where they get another fight. Well, no, 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 no. There has to be a lot of time that passes because... Like, well, okay, because the, the Obi Wan has R2. to get the information to know and like all that shit. Well, okay, so you have to think about all the days that go by, and then three PO and R two land on Tatooine. And they're walking around for a while, yeah, and then they're captured by the Jawas for a while, and then they live with Luke for like what just they just one day, and then R two leaves and he chases after him, and that's when that day starts. Like, fine, I could allow up to a month, mm-hmm. and fine, it that's, took him a month. That's, to amount, get that's to a pretty good amount of time, yeah, uh, but it's. But that is a ridiculous cameo. Yeah, I, I chuckled, so it didn't like this sucks. But it, it was it was kind of like, can you tone down? The ca- like I just it, I wish believe was, in yourself to make a movie. I wish it was one of those <laughs> things one of you had to point out to me later. Mm. Like, it, but instead it was prolonged. There was a shot reverse shots, like yeah. with shot no real no real dialogue between the two characters. Same costumes, but not the same actor. Not the just same guy. Well, but it's all that makeup doesn't have to be the same. Uh, actor. It made me it made me kind of bummed because I what there's fourteen years in between. Sith and Star Wars? Four? Uh, wait, wait. Between like Sith and Star Wars? Years? No, no, 20. 20 years? Uh, 18 or 20. It depends on how old Luke is. I think if you think of him... Uh, I But it is nailed down. People in the chat, is it 18 or... 19? Mm-hmm. Seeing 19 from Chase. Uh, it just it made me bummed out to think about... um, Because Ewan McGregor, who I love, and is he's not responsible for any bad thing in the prequel uh, trilogies. I think he did the... He not only did the best he could, I think he elevated the terrible material as best he could. Yeah. And he talked about not only being receptive to doing more, his voice is... He did new VO for Force Awakens, to doing not one but two Obi-Wan films. But the comics have bridged what Obi-Wan did as in, like... It's nothing. Well, so yeah, it's actually a really good. It's a great story. Issue, there's a single issue story. I believe it was issue seven mm-hmm. of the Star Wars series, uh, written by Jason Aaron. I forget the artist on that one, but it's it just him following Luke. He's it like, it was well, it was about this internal struggle he was having, which you get none of that shit in the prequels. Yeah. But this was Obi Wan has been fighting for justice his entire life, mm-hmm. and he's just used to like. Well, I'm going to, oh, somebody's being horrible. I'm going to pull out my lightsaber and fix this problem. But now he's like, no, you have to be the hermit in the desert and do nothing. And you can't pull your cover because you're the last Jedi alive. You're the last Jedi alive. And you accidentally see Luke getting bullied by some Hmm. swamp rats. You cannot even intervene in that. And that that, that was a really good story. There's so many really good stories in the comics, especially Mm -hmm. if you haven't read, I I haven't read any other thing other than C-3PO number one. But the story of his red arm is fucking mm-hmm. beautiful and it makes me like Alan uh, Tudyk's yes. robot character even more K2 yeah uh, but what did they explain like did he have like a data emotion chip like a or a sarcasm setting mm-hmm. no but I mean bro <laughs> Droids in that world are not they're they're not emotionless. All droids have emotions. R two is a feisty pretty, one. Yeah, there's don't. a lot of sassy droids in that universe. Yeah. I, 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 all droids have personalities. <laughs> it did program C three PO to be a coward. So yeah, he's a coward. R two is constantly swearing all the time, but in bleep bloops. Roland, uh, I love this movie too. I really did. I cannot <laughs> wait to see this film again. Though this was something Charlie pointed out to us. Mm-hmm. The last Gareth Edwards film we saw, I came away from Godzilla really enjoying it. The second time I watched it, I was like, "Fast forward, it, fast forward." I thought fast it was. I, I thought it was. I thought it was beautifully shot, mm-hmm. but this slow molasses mm-hmm. pace pace of getting to Godzilla. But he didn't really do that with 
Well, so this Charlie, works. though, his point is like, let's give it a second viewing before we're certain this is a great one. Like, and but I, yeah, because I, I wasn't on board immediately in the beginning. I'm just like, these are too many new names and too many uh -huh. new places. I don't remember anybody's name from this movie. Yeah, it's, Jin it, it is really hard. Here's la my one of my last questions before we wrap this up. Do you think all of uh, big spoilers, by the way, hmm. people? Oh, you think all the characters are actually dead? Actually. Mm -hmm. Never mind. I remember what happens. They we now, all explode. We now know you can yeah. you can like probably if you're skilled enough you can surf a Death Star explosion. Maybe <laughs> maybe off the planet. Yeah, someone was saying earlier like if Phasma can get off the planet that blew up in Episode mm -hmm. Seven, then like, theoretically someone could have got off. But it, it was fire immolates yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. They're gone. Yeah, I just thought that like the blind dude had like one moment of like okay maybe he's not dead because he because he just like an explosion came at him over a box. Yeah, um, and but never mind. The planet's not there. Uh, and you know, uh, to get slightly off topic, that trailer for Kong, seeing it before it. this movie reminded me like this. This Kong movie is the opposite of Godzilla because there, or at least the trailers have been like, this is funny. Mm -hmm. Here's King Kong right fucking now, yeah. and we're gonna and we're just cutting. It is very Godzilla-y in that like, oh, there's a bunch of other big monsters for it to fight. Yeah, it, well, and, but, but that they have a Steve Brule reference <laughs> in King Kong. That's I'm great. like. Hey, what? Yeah, he's gonna die. <laughs> His jacket says for your health. Like, Does it really? Yeah, something for it's your health. Right. And I'm like, really? wait, no, that can't. Why do you guys uh, think this movie was liked by George Lucas so much as Daniel Treese? I think because he George Lucas is so hard. Well, on his I think first movie. he's been dying to tell some kind of political allegory for a mm -hmm. long time, and I think this movie was able to do that. A little headier for. I didn't expect it from Disney. I really didn't. I, I expected. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's why I liked well, it. Because, hey, like, now, wait a minute. The owner of Disney or the CEO of Disney said this is not a political <laughs> film and it's not a political I, I don't think it's a political film, but it, 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 it made, is a political <laughs> But no, well, I, I think it makes you consider war of that nature mm. in a way that Star Wars never asked you to. It never yeah. asked you to dwell on the, the planet of Alderaan, the collateral damage of mm. destroying the whole fucking planet. And, and you know what else? They... They uh, said shades of gray earlier in the chat. Mm -hmm. There were shades of gray to the rebels. Like, yeah. uh, yes, there are uh, factions. Diego Luna kills that guy. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, we're not all making out of it alive. Right? Yeah. He also says all the rest of us here have done really and, and, bad things. And nobody, for nobody the else rebels. felt that after John John Bo Boyega's mm -hmm. character showing mm -hmm. us what a stormtrooper is. Now mm -hmm. yeah. you felt no sympathy for them being mowed down as they're funneled <laughs> out of a U boat by the <laughs> resistance. Mm -hmm. Like I thought, like that scene made me uncomfortable. Now that I know who stormtroopers are, he taught if you. Mm -hmm. Read that yeah. passage about him being in the. He he knew that guy with the the fucking oh the guy uh, that is traitor. that's his friend that's his traitor. friend they yes, went they grew yeah. up together and like they don't it's the only <laughs> life they've known and as as I love that line from um, Jen of like I don't have the luxury of being mm. political. Like, this is just the life I was born into. Oh, yeah. And as Willie Fresh says, crying children in the war-torn streets. That was the sequence there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was it was a harsher film. I've seen people say on Twitter, and it's true, like, mm -hmm. this is not a kid's film. Like, you yeah. kids should not I like that about see it. this one. Because someone asked, do you think they'll do an R-rated movie? <clears throat> never. Never, never, never. <clears throat> never will that happen. There's no money in that. Like, Vader, there was like just the story. Java can't even vape anymore. Th there was just the story that um, Hugh Jackman had to take a pay cut to have uh, the Logan old man Logan film be R-rated yeah. because they're like, well, this is going to make less money because it's R-rated, so we can't pay. They already. Same. I think they they cast that die with fucking the Wolverine game, which is awesome and violent, and yep. lost a bunch of people money and <laughs> sunk a studio. Yes. So I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it is PG thirteen. I did get. I love saying that to Cherry. Like, would Oof. you bring your kid to that? And she's like, "To this? Are you kidding?" I'm like, uh, "You're. Well, what's it rated?" I'm like, "I don't know, but I'm sure you're the P now in PG 13 Connor, so. Connor <laughs> is saying that uh, Jetta reminded them too much of Aleppo. It, well, yes, that yeah, whole well, sequence. Guess what, guys? 
I think Star Wars movies are going to remind you of a lot of things yeah. for a long time now. <laughs> yes, and, and you'll probably project whatever you think on the good guys and whatever yeah. you dislike on the bad guys. And but that's I, what it's there for. Yeah. And this is... So, yeah. I I, I mean, where will we be? Mm. I wouldn't have imagined the, the, the year that took mm-hmm. place in between mm-hmm. us seeing episode seven and seeing this one. Mm-hmm. I don't know where we'll be mm-hmm. yeah. when we see episode eight. Like, I don't movies know are only for good people. Like, yeah. <laughs> good people only get to see movies. Uh, Jesse Ainsworth, did anyone notice the jug of blue milk at the start? It was actually I a did. bit distracting. And, yeah. and it that, was like centered in a shot as yeah. it's pulling in. And I'm like, Mm-mm. here we go. I, the mother was looking I at it in a way that. that I thought she was like, let's pack some of this to go. <laughs> yeah, I it was like, just like, like there was a little too much member. Uh, yeah. Uh, for me. yeah, sure. Yes, it was. But, I, but I, a good, a good, I realize what my job is now yeah. is literally just professional member. Yeah. Uh, your job is a member, Barry. But oh, it's that's like quite a realization that you're live on camera having a realization. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm well aware of it. It's just like, again, I just uh, like there's there's a difference between cameos and mm-hmm. winks to the camera. I'm ready for the Star Wars movie that doesn't bring the rest of the Star Wars movie with it. Yeah. And even though this Patrick does, Grant. this is a prequel. It's like. You didn't have to have all these cameos. You didn't have to do all this stuff. And like we already had the movie that was a giant remake of New Hope. That, also, that was fan service. I know out there's the a ass. cottage like, industry about hating on Force Awakens. I still think it's a fun. I film. loved it. I love Force I still Awakens. Think it's great. It's like, I, uh, uh, though I think I think it shows really you. He's out of nostalgia for New Hope. <laughs> I think I it shows that. you how much um, goodwill they've earned back with The Force Awakens mm-hmm. that if they said in Force Awakens, we brought back Jimmy Smith, or if you mm-hmm. saw anything that reminded you of the prequels, mm-hmm. sure. I feel like people would have had an immediate like, but yeah. in this one, they're like, we can have an actor for it's, the prequels. Yeah, and, and yeah when he showed up, place. I was like, nice. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, like, yeah, that's cool. I, I, I've seen it in a the piece comics. of connective tissue. Yeah. The comics have done it a couple times, and it is jarring because mm-hmm. you really can't in your brain gel those two trilogies together. When you see Leia visiting Naboo... Like those little fucking hooded shield droids rolling yeah, up inside yeah. in front of Darth Vader. We're like, just seeing a Gungan, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck you, Gungans!" But it happens in the comics pretty frequently. No Gungans in that world, though. I did <laughs> like when they had uh, some really weirdo aliens, aliens yeah. in the I like Rebels. The tiny like one. the little yeah, the guy. tiny one. If I could find his action figure, that's I, I, what I'm so. Getting. So Warwick <laughs> Davis is in this movie, and I'm wondering if that was him in some way, shape, or form. That, like, no, that guy was too little. Too, he, was yeah. he was much. Yeah, he was, was real short. Well, I think we got to cut it off. Any parting thoughts? Um, uh, I still, I'm pro it. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Some, some, some minor eye rolling moments of like, mm-hmm. eh, but. The best cast a Star Wars film has ever had. The I, best. I, I liked it as an ensemble war movie where you're not supposed to love every character mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. a Magnificent Seven, Seven Samurai kind of vibe to it. I really liked it. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it again. But it is it is not the same. It's not for the mm-hmm. same general Star Wars audience, but it's nice to have something. If they're going to make a movie every year, it's nice that they do something this bold and ambitious and have it work so well for me. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now it's at the same, like, this and mm-hmm. um, Force Awakens are kind of at that same level where mm-hmm. I feel like I need to watch each one more time mm-hmm. just to get the, the bearings of, like, which is the better movie. Mm-hmm. But the, I definitely yeah. like Force Awakens. Yeah. I mean, I don't like I, it more I, than... Even I, though I know it's just like, as, it, it revels just as much yeah. in nostalgia as... I would as say, I would say a little less, mm-hmm. but just because it's not following the same beats of the original story. Right. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I, I like... I do, I do this. I think I might like this more than Force Awakens, just because mm. it tastes totally different. I gotta wow. watch it again. Jesse Ainsworth brings up a good point: the Death yeah. Star was an inside job. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it was. Man, put a steel beam right at the center. <laughs> yes, it's like what Marvel is doing. Uh, it's not better than Empire. The shirt I'm wearing now. It's not yeah. better. I don't even know anymore. Like I can barely enjoy the older movies. Empire is the greatest. I've watched it recently. Still, again, I'm like, nope, still great. I, I still great. I'm, story I got it. What I should probably do. My sister tried to do it last year. Is 
go home for Christmas break and download that remastered un right un, the, what is it called the unspecial edition the unspecial edition. Well, wait, one one quick question. Hmm. Some of the Star Destroyers, it was it either that the CG has progressed to this point, or mm-hmm. the first time you see a Star Destroyer and like the light, and it's kind of in the shadow of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. I swear some of those looked like practical they, effects. They, it looked like models. At it looked points. like a model for the stuff. Not every shot, but like some no, of those shots. Of the st- I was like, mm-hmm. either that CG looks really good and yeah. tactile and casting hard shadows. I couldn't decide whether it looked good or bad. Because I it looked, fucking it, it it looked, looked more model-y than, yeah. and previous, that's, than Spar- I, Force Awakens. I thought uh, it looked... specialized people say. I thought it looked crisp and beautiful. Yeah. And in the moment it was juxtaposed with CG, I'm like, I can tell that one's CG because it's mm. a little too clean. Or I would I would I love know. to look into that a little more. If they it wouldn't surprise me. I thought me they looked awesome. Because like the creatures in the movie now, like there's that the one uh torture creature was yeah. CG, yeah. but everybody else seemed to have like uh was mostly practical. Yeah, Other than like- that guy's mouth who screamed right before he died. Yeah. I loved it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um I, I got them the specialized cuts you need them. Thank you, Babush. I might hit you up for that. I would love to watch those. But uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Is, is yeah. anybody, anything else? I, I don't want to cut anybody nah. off. No, nope. good stuff. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I'm on. I'm still on board for a yearly Star Wars sure. film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I couldn't be more on board now. After I'll probably this. see it a second time with my mom over Christmas. Like that's when I saw Force Awakens for a second. This is a time. new renewed hope. I I hope I get the opportunity to see it with my my friends' sons and daughters. That was mm-hmm. very rewarding to see Force Awakens with them after I'd already seen it. Just like watching them getting ready to see if they care. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. You've been watching and listening to Laser Time. Yeah. We were streaming this live if you uh, are only tuning into the podcast forum. And um, we have one more live thing for you in 2016. Yeah. We're going to watch Home Alone 2 Home Alone live 2. Monday night as mm-hmm. voted on Stay by y'all. Stay times, Dave? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll okay. have that for you a little bit. Yeah, but we'll definitely do it. And uh, thank you so much to our patrons, lasertime.com slash Patreon. Uh, nope, other way around. Patreon.com slash Lasertime. I'm tired. This is the th- putting the... Uh, Baker's dozen of recordings for me yeah, this week. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, yeah. Hi, everybody. But yes, thank you to our patrons. We will have <laughs> shows for you every, like, almost entirely at the normal yep. posting every single week. I'll we'll be editing them all weekend. <laughs> yeah, I got three Simpsons to go through, and I'm ready, baby. I'm excited. And I hope nothing historic of historical note happens uh, because 302010 is all recorded up till January. And uh, yeah. we already killed Alan Thick. Let's see who else we can get. <laughs> what done. more could happen in 2016? Nothing, right? Yeah. We got 15 days. I hope Ooh. not. Especially that there's one recording man. We could have we could have made a real mistake. Let's see. Um, <laughs> but thank you guys so much. LaserTimePodcast.com. Please follow us on Facebook. We love you. Please, uh, yeah, take a friend to see uh, Rogue One. I thought it was really great. Uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Uh, may the force be with you. When I wake up, I do things related to the Star Wars. Right.